motherfucker, you have a responsibility to speak recklessly. People. Otherwise, my kids may never know what reckless talk People. sounds like. The joys of being wrong. I didn't come here to be right. Just give me the fuck around. People like games. That's fucking outstanding. What's up, what's up? And welcome to episode, I believe, 82 of People Like Games. I'm Solo. And I'm Lilo. And it's Life Squad in the building. And you are, as per usual, tuned into the best damn podcast in the gaming industry. Actually, we should just call it the best damn podcast in the game. Pew, pew. Pew. <laughs> trademark, trademark, trademark. We just reverse rolls because that's how we do when you come back. Because from I am going to change it up for one yeah. second. And no now we're going to keep it running. Uh, we took a sabbatical for a week because, um, I don't know, we had shit to do. I, I no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, life came and, and post E3, there wasn't really too much news sort of worthy of jumping into. And so, you know, we probably should have announced it. However... That's why you love us, because we fly by the seed of Lace Pantalones. And speaking of zero transitions into what I'm going to say next, that's right, it's a plug walk, because we have a few events upcoming uh, for uh, the month uh, end, months end, and in July, rather. So this Sunday, June 30th, we have... Summer Smash at Industry coming up for you. Five dollars, twenty-four people. The tickets are available on Eventbrite still. And we are now happy to announce a new little event, which is going to be the Rocket League Car Rockets and Flight Tourney with Microsoft at the Microsoft Store, July twentieth. Let's go! Bring Saturday it back, baby. Bring it back. Uh, excited to work with them once again and. We have one more event. However, we can't announce it for you just yet. Details, TBD, probably next episode. And now on to the usual fillers of where can you find us? Social media, Twitter, uh, at people like games is the handle, at Lilo PLG to find Lilo, at Beezus PLG to find Senor Beezus. You can find us on Instagram, at people like games, you can find us on Reddit, r backslash. I knew you, listener, were a pattern recognizer. That's right, people like games. What's or up? our Etsy shop, which is also etsyshop.com slash, uh, or etsy.com slash shop slash people like games, or people like games.com to simplify your favorite Searching. merchandise shopping yeah. needs. And, uh, I guess um, you can find this here show on the usual suspects, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, because Anchor. iTunes no longer exists, Stitcher, and um, I think we're going to still say uh, eventually title. We're hopeful. We're holding out. <laughs> holding we, out. Holding out. Eventually. But that's all I got for the plugs. I'm going to kick it over to Lilo for a little bit of... We got the talk, baby. Table of contents. I know you missed this, letting you know what you can expect in this wonderful episode for the week of the 26th. That's right. You're going to be hearing this on Wednesday, the 26th or later, whenever you want. 
We got four or five sections for you. We got the hotcakes in the lobby. We got one worders, one rather liners in the industry that we, uh, one worders would actually be fucking hilarious, right? Uh, we have one liners about gaming news. So tune in. That's all you need to know. Follow that up with the quick scope. That's a staple. We give you the quick scope of the industry and the gaming news, whether it be business, gaming related, or just some fun articles we saw relating to games. Oh, all of these stories are wonderful, and that's why we chose them. Follow that shit up with solo something or another. We are bringing it back. It's been in hiatus, Two but also boxes. yeah, episode eighty-one. We didn't really cover anything except for E3, so bring it back and. Also doing a little bit of a rumor mill this week. Follow it up with the final lap. And the final lap is going to be Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Let's go. Yep. yep. Yeah. Harry Potter Q on deck. Accidental get money. But realistically, we are going to dip in and out of both a Harry Potter Wizards Unite review as well as general Harry Potter talk, movies, yep. and books. And so I don't know why I have to say this, but I guess spoiler alert for the final lap. And um, <laughs> if you're a Harry Potter fan, welcome to like our favorite chat so far of the series upcoming. I was going to say potentially depending so, on the outcome. <laughs> so, so many series about about people's opinions for sure, for sure. For right, sure, for off. sure. Let's kick it off with the hot cakes in the lobby. Number one hot cake that I got for you. Fans of anime, you can rejoice. One Punch Man is coming to PS4 and PC. Three on three battles, one on one battles, whatever you want, it's coming. That's it. Number two, hot cake number two. Your Steam Summer Sale is going to start July 15th. Or sorry, Steam Summer Sale has started. I am so sorry. Steam Summer Sale has started. I was thinking of Amazon Prime Day. So uh, that's another fun fact. But Steam Summer Sale has started. Deals like Devil May Cry 5, 34% off among others. Check it out. Solo, what'd you got? New Farmville. All right, all right, killing it. Okay, new Farmville. Well, uh, thank you very much, Solo. It wasn't a lot to add. To, uh, I didn't play the first one, but there's a second one apparently. And now, rolling it's into a time for quick scope. All right, uh, in quick scope, the first thing I want to talk about is just um, some obvious news, I guess you'd say, coming out of Xbox and Sea of Thieves news, really. So as Xbox Game Pass continues, and for anyone who didn't know, uh, I went to E3. It was awesome. I got a pass for a month of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. It's a combination of Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Live, and the Xbox Game Pass Beta for PC. Anyway, you can play Sea of Thieves, and Phil Spencer in an interview was talking about how Sea of Thieves has evolved since its inception to where it is now, and that Game Pass ultimately has changed the way developers create these games. Sea of Thieves, if you don't remember, was one of the launch titles for Game Pass. It's what Sol and I talked about at length about a year and a half ago. And we were talking about (laughs) episode 10. There we go. So like literally way back in the day, it was literally a year and a half ago, but we were wondering how it would work out and it kind of fell flat and we thought it was a failure, but like Phil Spencer is talking about in his interview at launch, I read all the same feedback everyone else did. Where was the other half of the game? But I would say it's a game where what it is today wouldn't be what it is if we had waited another year and just kept it to ourselves. 
through community feedback, we were able to create something better and it's ultimately what it is today. People today, um, this is me speaking, but the people today definitely argue that game or Sea of Thieves is a much better game now than it ever was at launch because of all of the feedback and all of the DLC you got put into the game. And because it's still on Game Pass, it's only $10 a month technically for you. So honestly, Solo and I are waiting to start that together. We need to find a time. There are so many different things you can do. And because the game is so huge right now, you can play this open world RPG the way you want to. And that's what people love about it. Every time I read reviews, it's about how every experience and every gameplay is a new experience. And who knows? Game Pass, the ability to essentially mass market a game, give people the option of choosing it, could influence game development in the future and i think that's that's the ultimate line i want to pull out of this story it's like how does open access to a game for everybody at any given time whenever you want to affect game development and feedback for the game especially one that is uh considered uh, a living game if you would one that is updated over time how does that work together and um i don't know but apparently it's good because sea of thieves is gonna be dope so, solo. I am. Are curious. you excited to play with me? Because I think I'm excited it's be to play fun because it has sort of. Uh, it does look like it's um, added a lot of content because one of the main criticisms initially were just related to the amount you could do in the game you could initially. Do much. And, you really good. Uh, so within that realm, definitely something I'm interested in playing. We are big proponents of pirates on this podcast here, and so. Let's that go. is definitely I something uh, I do want to check out. And it just makes me think about what the eventual like business model is going to be for the publishers. So how much money did Rare really get from all of this yeah. boost yeah, in exactly. the fact uh, that they have this huge playership that's primarily due to the Game Pass because like sort of streaming when, you know, before music was sold in discs and you had a physical thing, you had sort of like a, a price and a metric that you could sort of tag things to. Then when you went to streaming, they have to figure out how much is the stream worth. Are they going to tie it to how many hours you play as how valuable a game is in terms of the payments to the publishers? I have no idea, but I am going to speculate about it eventually, regardless <laughs> we'll of that knowledge. We're gonna be on the and we're going to make it a final app question eventually and sort of jump into it. So, uh, Lilo... Be sure to note that because I will forget it after I said it. And now, on to our next story, which brings us to the owl. And for those of you too cultured to know, the Overwatch League, which oh, has seen wizarding... a... Oh, man. Sorry. I'm talking about the owls like Harry Potter, but never mind. Mm. Go on. Go on. No, nope. The owl that is not at... Is not... The owl that's not flying as high or uh, probably flying just as high. Uh, the viewership average on Twitch has steadily declined uh, again. And <laughs> like we had uh, you know, mentioned even uh, early into season one, uh, when the viewership started to slide, the initial novelty and sort of redundancy of Overwatch does have a limitation on its viewership ability in my opinion and then for the fact that they added a whole bunch of new teams uh what you know you're seeing with the overall hours is that it's sort of decreased overall and it's increased maybe 
cumulatively because of the amount of teams and the amount of extra games now being played um, with the addition of the expanded franchises. However, I do think that it's just not sort of a large enough offering or maybe it's uh, there's something about overwatch league that's hurting it and you know they have boosted viewership at times either through returning or through you know their biggest moment was they when they did the the twitch emote partnership which allowed you to get in-game goods for watching watch it uh you know leagues which you know i'm surprised not a lot of leagues don't sort of uh depend on that because i would think that there's a huge crossover between maybe players who play but don't watch and watchers who might not actually i think watchers who might not play is a bit rarer than players who might not watch yeah. uh so within that realm uh this is you know a continued uh example of the league sort of not making sort of uh you know or dealing with growing pains of its sophomore season might be a more accurate way to say it you know, they're already overvaluating franchises. We've spoken about how they're trying to sell slots in the league for like 40 million, 40, 40 to 60, million? you know, yep. and that's a joke compared to what they're getting. People are uh, going uh, into it, though. It's, that's what's insane. If partnerships what, are there. what we're going to keep finding is that the players get in here, they build their profile, and then they leave to go become streamers because it's a lot more lucrative. So if that trend down, continues, man. consider the Overwatch League, like the college of like you know ncaa where they go in get their profile set up for the year and then they bounce honestly that's kind of funny because it could be like that and also when you get to the nba you're not restricted by who you partner with and you can brand with anybody which is what streaming is because you can brand with anybody yeah and you can play with anybody it's like no only blizzard or you can't stream at all and you're like fuck that man how am i gonna make my money you give me 60k a year to play video games for like 12 hours a day, seven days a week. That's fucking ridiculous. Yep. So, I got you. I yeah, got we'll you. So, I would argue that owl players probably have poor work-life balance, and this relates directly to our next story because I'm good about transitions like that. What up? What up? Uh, in fun news, I guess that's good. This is definitely good for the gaming industry. I want to reiterate this. This is probably annoying to some people, but good for the gaming industry. Bungie itself is pushing back a Destiny 2 fix to maintain development work-life balance, okay? Destiny 2 has created a whole bunch of DLC recently and people are mad hyped for it. Like, they got new raids coming out. I have so many friends that still currently play the game and, like, still raid and do all that fun stuff. But there's a... Trying to trying to balance a game like that is always difficult because whenever you add new features, you can throw other features out of whack and you want to make sure that the things you instilled originally are still viable now and, you know, yada, yada, yada. You don't really want to change the gameplay too much and radically per update, but the long and short of it is Bungie has decided that instead of crushing their developers to try to get them to push out a fix and a balance change, they're actually pushing the uh, balance change to July so that... Our developers have an opportunity to breathe and go home and see their families. As a gamer, I can understand if you're frustrated, but as a human being, they say they're doing this to maintain a happy work-life balance, but like we don't actually know what that means. That could be mean. That could mean 80 hours as opposed to 100 hours. You know what I mean? Because we have talked at length about crunch and how crunch in the gaming industry is insane, and they push out games and they work 100-hour weeks, 120-hour weeks, whatever the case is, to get this done at a deadline. A patch 
is not necessarily needed right away if it doesn't break the game. And therefore, people who are human beings should be able to go home and live lives. One, bring you that story, let you know. Bungie is not just dickheads for laying off people. Sometimes they think about the people they have there. And that's what I'm going to say. And that's how I'm going to end this. Solo. Uh, still doesn't make up for the fact that it's a mediocre game. So they should whoa, whoa, take whoa, whoa. all yeah, that time of R&D or R&R and spend it on some R&D. And uh, I don't mean to be a hater. I, I genuinely don't. But <laughs> shit happens. I, I, I don't really what to tell you. I, I thought like, you know, <laughs> Destiny 2 just looks good in comparison to what Anthem pulled off. <laughs> Destiny 2 is phenomenal compared to what Anthem pulled exactly. off, Exactly, so Fucking congratulations phenomenal. because job, sometimes Bungie. being on the good end of a comparison is more fruitful than being on the bad end of one. And I'm going to have you, listener, hold on to that note because I'm going to roll back around to it eventually at some point. But um, now on to our next little story, and that is the continued degradation of Call of Duty Black Ops 4. The game is super crap and has continued in my mind to be a super disappointment because it could have set itself up to be one of the uh, main uh, games for just, you know, it it could have established itself as an alternative to Fortnite at the time. They had really wanted to build the league around it. I don't think it's a surprise that the Call of Duty League suddenly had a major pause in trying to get itself off after seeing what the reviews were for Black Ops and then realizing that maybe this isn't what we want to commit to, which makes the sense that they got rid of Sledgehammer and then picked up uh, the Modern Warfare 4 or Modern Warfare Remake for the next one to be sort of a big setup. I could see that, but regardless, uh, more or less, the simple point is that they have introduced uh, uh, pay-to-win elements into the Blackout mode, which is the Battle Royale mode, and that is done by... Is it shocking, though? Is it shocking? This game is, like, notoriously cheap, and it's only gotten worse, so basically, more or less, you can only get access to this gun in the battle royale mode if you've gotten it out of one of these um new boxes off the black market and out of one of these specific contraband streams so basically you have to earn it a specific way from the black market which is their online version of a shop and either you've put in a ridiculous amount of hours which like battlefront 2 we know isn't the case or you paid a lot of money to get a lot of loot boxes and you happen to stumble upon it and now you have a major in-game advantage Against your enemies. Yeah, that's fucked up. Fairness. That's fucked up. That's uh, completely fucked up. Yeah, but that's where it'll be legal, so. Congratulations, Call of Duty. Get the money while you can. Because they're gonna crack down. But what else we got? We gotta gotta roll shit fast so we can talk Harry Potter. So let's hit the speed on them. Um, Alright, next story I got is just highlighting a new application you can download on Android or on iOS that is <laughs> self-dubbed the matchmaking Tinder for gamers. Okay, I know that sounds strange. Everyone knows what Tinder is. I mean, he just said it, the, the, the head, the CEO. I know he said it facetiously. Just said it in an interview. But exactly, he said it facetiously. He anyway, said it facetiously. This startup is called Plink, and their goal of Plink is to tackle 
matchmaking and the matchmaking discrepancies using artificial intelligence and machine learning. So apparently, if you have ever played Division 2, one of the guys who actually, well, the, Vlad Korolev, the CEO, played Division 2 and realized that when he was trying to do a certain mission, he could not get teammates that were conducive to succeeding in the mission. The mission is so difficult that you need to have the right party. He didn't have any friends who were playing at the time, so he needed to matchmake. Matchmaking paired him up with some shit people, and this angered him so much that him and his buddies decided to make a company designed around matchmaking facilitation, making sure that matchmaking does something correct. And in this sense, they use artificial intelligence and machine learning to pair you up with someone of similar social status, similar levels, like you create a profile, they literally make you friends. If you want to talk, you mark that option on the app. If you want to play games and you're at a certain level, they mark that option on the app. If you want to, you know, succeed within a certain time limit, they mark that on the app. And then as you go in, they pair you up with people. It's an integrated service. It's integrated with Discord, integrated with every single game that you have. You can just send an invite from the app itself. And then you join a party with people who are like-minded and like the same things that you do. Matchmaking Tinder sounds less crazy now that I described that to you, but Plink. It's an application out there. You can use it to play games. It's like LFG. If you ever go to looking for group online, it's all manual. This is more automated in that you open up the app, you tell them what group you're playing, and then you, you just go for it. It'll pair you up and you can find them in game. I think it's very cool. I think it could change ideas. I have no doubt in my mind that this is going to be bought out by one of the major uh, producers of the consoles, but that's just you know my thoughts on it. Microsoft. And I honestly think it could be Microsoft. Like they might utilize that technique or they could just steal it because it doesn't sound like anything's patented. You know, mm. <laughs> that's the other option too. Okay. Everyone has Hopefully their own version that of matchmaking. creator but. can use some of that uh, match make, or some of that algorithmic uh, know-how into renaming his company. Something Plink, right? applicable like to Plink. what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Anyway, next up we have one of the coolest iterations ever made just kidding probably an exaggeration however a super mario bros battle royale has come and gone because nintendo has found uh its lawyers uh to the website of the creator uh youtube channel uh what do i have here it is the youtube ch uh youtuber infernal plus uh and so excuse me i was just reading the name of the character which confused me so Basically, it's a Battle Royale side-scroller, which includes up to 75 people racing to just win the first level uh, or, or just win Mario maps uh, and levels. And no. there's a couple of little tricks where there's a limited amount of power-ups. If you hit a shell, it can go only a, a certain distance, depending on how many people are in front of you. And if you get a star, you can directly knock out people in your path. So Dude, that's it fucking was sick. sort of built that's to be super sweet. cool. Yeah, right? right? Especially on the heels of Super idea. Mario Maker 2, which is coming out in just a few days. However, Nintendo shut it down. They replaced the uh, main character with Infringio, which is what I was mistakenly saying at the beginning. It's still a super fun, cool idea, but I really wish Nintendo would open up like a little... It, which makes the concept of stuff like the Nintendo Labo that much more like of a joke to me when it's like oh we are just believing in creating and oh sure you're trying to create something with that we didn't tell you to create come on stop that so come on nintendo as much as i want to work with you 
Not if you're going to be dicks. So <laughs> fix that shit. And let, let, let the, the people, people have play. some fun. I was going to say, let the people play. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, for real. People like, your, people like your shit. They just want to have fun with it. And like, if you were to co-sign some of these things, you're not going to get hurt by it. No one's making money off of it. And then shut it down over time. You don't got to just automatically cease and desist every little thing that brings joy to people out yep. of existence. Especially when you're too stupid to bring out... Sorry. Uh, I'm going to say... Hang the fuck up. You're too stupid to bring out voice. fucking Pokemon games on the Nintendo Switch, so... Oh, well... If other people are doing it for you, don't get mad. Are you getting Sword or Shield? Sidebar. Sword or Shield? I don't know. Which 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 one's uh, the, the one with the sword? Okay. That, that, perfect. That's the now one with can... the sword in its mouth? Yeah. Obviously, I was going to say, and then I was like, that seems sort of like an obvious <laughs> answer to me. <laughs> okay. I'm going shield then because he's fucking red and fucking huge. But this makes sense. Wait, is it the red one, the, the, the sword one? Nah, the blue one. Blue one's the sword. Oh, son of a bitch. Suck it. All right, I'm going to have switch. to rethink that. We can switch. I'm going to wait for you to buy it and then buy the same one to just be a dick. <laughs> and then I'm just like, you motherfucker. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's happening. Let's roll over to the next story. Uh, you know that I love technology and we love patents over here at PLG because patents tell you the future, or at least they can allude to the future. One of the patents is how PS, rather, let's go with Sony, could be fucking up the gaming industry, and by fucking it up, I mean fucking it up in a good way. They could be murdering the gaming industry with this patent. Patent, I'm going to tell you what it is, and then I'm going to distill it down for you. It's explained in the patent, a load boundary associated with the game environment is identified. A position of a character in the game environment is then monitored. Instructions corresponding to another game environment are loaded into memory, and when the character crosses the load boundary such that the gameplay is not interrupted, that's actually how it ends, which is really annoying. It sounded like I was doing a lead on sentence, but to boil it down, this technology that they're trying to patent or are patenting, patenting right now monitors your in-game location and loads data in advance as you approach certain points. Now, does this sound novel? No, because people have seen that there's seamless transitions in load screens, okay? I think one of the best uh, iterations of this is God of War, where you go into the, the tree and the Tree of Nine Realms or whatever, and you pick whatever realm you want to go to. The game doesn't know in advance what you're going to pick, so therefore it cannot preload it, but it, he brings you to the world where you have to run around on the bridges or whatever, you know, that the world in the circle. And then as you as the game is loaded, Eventually, you'll see a portal in front of you that you can walk through and all of a sudden you're at the new realm. In this situation, if you're in an open world game, you can just have real-time rendering and Sony is trying to change the game like that. They've already debuted the load times for Marvel Spider-Man, so you know that the next generation console is going to be sick with the SSD and that's what Xbox has done as well. But if they take this and patent it, it means they have a s significant clear advantage over the style of games that they can create with this patent. And I think that is what could be a game changer. If no one else is allowed to do real-time loading and location monitoring in a game because it is too closely related to Sony's patent, they fuck everyone else, which is a huge advantage for them. And that's sort of a game changer. And I just wanted to point that out. So it could be what you see in future single-player games for Sony because I don't think it would work in multiplayer as well. What do you think? I think it explains why Sony has been swinging dick for so long. <laughs> because you know that they realized the, the day mm -hmm. they got like, that listen. technology and the day they got it the next day they're like yo by the way 
Fuck E3. <laughs> <laughs> no one can make games like this anymore, motherfucker. Right, you got the done. That so shit. we're gonna go do our own shit. You go hang out together and um, just realize that the next advance in technology for you is blocked. And that is another. That's a, that is topic. a huge move. That's a huge move. I respect the shit out of that. I'm not gonna lie. If you know what people want, and then uh, you prevent them from having it before they want it, yeah, they will hate you. But at the same time, you well, got an as long as man. you're the one who does it, not the one getting say, it done too. You got the yeah, advantage. That's, that's the basic premise of those situations. So, like they say, everything is funny until it happens to you. And so, I'm going to finish this off with uh, our last quick scoop article, and then I'm gonna skip over something or another because. Surprise, it's just EA stupidly trying to defend loot boxes. Oh, uh, my over God. Britain. Did you watch that video? Um, I did. Fucking I did. absurd. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll glide over what that what that line is in two seconds. But we just wanted to uh, close off with uh, an event that occurred June 21st, 23rd online at gamedev.world, which was a 24-hour talk from... Uh, a diverse group of gaming experts, artists, journalists, uh, developers, animators, etc. that was broadcast online and around the world with a translation in eight different languages created by Rami Ishmael, who is the uh, executive director of Lambeer and who will soon be a guest on this show, uh, uh, was able to create the, uh, or bring, put together the broadcast, um, with speakers from Brazil, Russia, Egypt, China, and you know the talks were given from everything from Arabic uh, to Spanish to Japanese to Portuguese, and the ability to really bring together a global community in that manner uh, to be able to spread that knowledge in those exact languages that you know the cultures speak is really amazing, and to do all that stuff sort of simultaneously uh, over the course of two three days pretty incredible and so you know he, you know huge huge shout out to to Rami and the team and you know hopefully you know in the future we'll be able to you know partake in uh, more global oriented events like that because you know like like football gaming is a global the global game now hey, and so footy, football footy, because uh, I don't recognize no other football. Anyway, uh, we are now going to close it up on the last uh, piece with what we were just saying, which was that the vice president of EA was out in England for a special, uh, I guess, council uh, put together by uh, British politicians, uh, English politicians, rather, on loot boxes in games. And she defended loot boxes uh, by making them analogous <laughs> to kinder eggs. Oh, goodness. That's, that's how I no, feel. No, no. We, like my question of, like, need, what need, does uh, that mean? I discovered I need, something I that I don't Fox understand. I need Fox right here. And Fox needs to be <laughs> just going, yeah, that's what you get. That's her. That's I heard that, and I was like... Play her off the stage. Just play her off the stage. Just play her off the stage. Now, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Hilarious. If you're not familiar with the, what a Kinder Egg is, you can find out on Google. Because we don't got the time <laughs> to explain it. On yep. to the... You already know. Oh, that's right. We're bringing it e back, baby. E e All right. Final lap time. E running back. 
And hey, by so the way, you want oh, to shit, we're, we're rumor milling oh, first. Man. We're skipping. Yeah. We're, we're gonna skip rumor mill too. Never mind. Okay, skipping rumor mill. We'll get you rumors next rumor week. Mill. No worries. Hit him with a quick one-liner. All right, the one-liner is Xbox is not making two consoles anymore. You're only gonna get the high-end console. That's a rumor. Interesting, right? You didn't That'd expect that. That'd be surprising. It would be surprising. That's why I think it's a big fucking rumor. Number two, PS PlayStation is going to be pushing PlayStation Now because they're jealous of Game Pass. Wow, subscription services, Netflix for games. I'm surprised. <laughs> right? And then number three, uh, Nintendo is pushing forward and has a shit ton of chips from their developer in They are partnering right with now. Doritos. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Rumors, you heard it first. You heard it here first. There we and go. if it All happens... Right. No, we're good, we're good. It's perfect. Here's hoping that Doritos will actually get Nintendo to put Pokemon on the Nintendo Switch for those cheaper hardware versions. And now it is about time for us to have realized that we should have probably put together a Harry Potter queue for this moment. Oh, wicked. Hey. <laughs> and that worked for me, really. Um, Epic. That was a, Legendary. That was, exactly. Yeah. She said them all. What else we got here? Uh, Hadouken! No, that's probably not it. It's probably not nah, the that's close enough. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Harry Potter time. All right, Harry Potter time. Fuck we yeah. no longer have to talk about jam fucking city versions of Harry Potter. We get to talk about... Yeah. Niantic or Niantic. I'm going to say it's Niantic. It, it's Niantic. Niantic. I think it's Niantic. But that's the like, uh, same shit. Yeah, right. You know, I'm almost 100% positive it's Niantic. Niantic. I'm going God, to say it wrong. Up. You fucked me up. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Let's move on. Let's move on. If you say something different in different accents, it's all the same word, so who cares? Anyway, <laughs> Harry Potter. If you are not aware, the Harry Potter Wizards Unite game, which was uh, released by Niantic, who was the developer behind Pokemon Go, was released uh, a day early, June 21st instead of the 22nd, uh, which you know, was that? cool. And so we, as very big Potter heads together here, uh, decided we wanted to give our sort of early impressions and reviews because we were really excited and... The fact that the game's out and we have not been in continuous contact about it uh, sort of was a little surprising. Uh, and just a general sort of reaction on the internet and just in general from even people I know who like Harry Potter because I felt like it would have landed maybe the way Pokemon Go did. So here we are a few days, uh, you know, maybe a week almost uh, removed from the release of the game. Uh, what do you think? Almost, like five days, I guess, would be more of it. So what's your initial impressions from what you played? Initial impressions is that it is Pokemon Go with a Harry Potter mask. And that's as soon as you open it up, you get the same vibe, right? Because you see the same locations. If you open up Pokemon Go and then you open up Harry Potter, the fucking icons are in the same spot. So you know they're using the same software. They're using Ingress and the hardware that Niantic had. That's fine. Separately, I find myself not putting it down. Like, even while we're recording, I've looked at my phone and been like, man, I just kind of want to get some confoundables right now. But that's, that's I think, my initial reaction to any game I'm excited about initially. I don't know if it's going to taper off. It hasn't gripped me enough to, to say that it won't taper off. And I think the biggest thing that I'm surprised about is that 
there's options. Options that I know are out in Pokemon Go that they didn't bring over to Harry Potter Wizards Unite. You're talking about, I forgot what it's called, but like, you can have Pokemon Go open and it'll oh, open uh, Adventure Sync. Yes, Adventure Sync. They don't have that shit. Why the fuck don't you have that in Harry Potter right now? I can't open port keys, which is the same premise. It make, it's mind boggling to me. Because I can answer that question for you because Adventure Sync was reintroduced over the course while we were doing the show to re-increase the number of people who were playing Pokemon Go because it... I get it. You needed a hook to bring people back in. You needed a hook and I I understand that that premise. I'm just frustrated because you know it's coming from the same fucking company. The idea is that you learn from the lessons of the prior game that you have or the current game you have really and instead... It's the same pool. You're dipping in the same pool. Have, it doesn't see, make on. sense I'm, to not right, do now, that. I'm going I'm to give my initial impressions because I, yeah. I have mixed reactions to what you're saying because I feel the same and I don't feel the same. Because, like, initially, I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this. And I I am someone who was who not a fan of the new film series. So I feel like that should be a, a, a preface Fantastic to what my beasts. review is here. Fair. And so when the game came out, there's always a tendency in the post-life of a series to use, like, the elements of the series that are nostalgic or that capture that love. The owl flying, the car flying, the the whomping. You know what I'm saying? There's a few elements and pictures and keys that they can give you that sort of are like, oh, shit, this is it. This is a Harry Potter. You know what I'm saying? They keep that music cue very strong throughout to sort of keep you reminded. I thought that the skinning for just the, the overtanning of the game was sort of obvious uh, for yeah. what they did. I was a little confused even when it was initially announced because I didn't understand what format that could take because Pokemon Go is the great is the best mobile game ever made. Like there's go, it's going to be number one forever why because it it's perfect you it was just you are a pokemon trainer you have a pokedex in hand and there, you're catching perfect. pokemon there, yeah. it, there, that's the a game glove. is designed for that shit exactly for you to walk it around. is literally inherent it's like flipping a page like that type of shit for a book like i don't know how to compare it but pokemon go was a marriage and to and that's what i was talking about a little while ago when i said to hold on to that point of being on the good side of a comparative situation versus on the bad side I think Harry Potter's like an initial iteration, which is they're like, we have this technology, we have the IP, we want to release a game, let's put a skin on it. They made it a little bit more RPG-esque in terms of the character sure. build than they, got, they would otherwise. They storylines. It's yeah. layout and its structure is not as sort of simple and clean, so it's a bit nerdier, which I do sort of appreciate uh, in that sense in the design. I didn't want the cheat, but I still think it hurts them because... The Pokemon Go design was something that helped it just as much as what the game mechanics were. And when I look at my little my character on like the screen, I'm like, you guys can come up with a better like look for this. Like that was it just I look at it and I'm like, you couldn't come up with a better look for this. And then lastly, uh, you know, speaking to what I was saying, like the confoundables and uh, the treasure <clears throat> The world Picture, shit, whatever the words they're using are. Um, I was talking to my sister and I described it like this. It feels very much like Harry Potter. I would think it's Harry Potter, like all the world that people really love. But I can't help but feel, 
sort of the way I did when they released the names for the American houses for uh, like the American school and yeah, it was like yeah. Thundercat and whatever the other ones were and I was like oh Jesus okay then and that's where I sort of <laughs> feel this is you know where I'm like all right there's elements of it that really capture me and moments and other elements of it where I'm like which direction is this supposed to go because if I was ne- because that, that that'll be the second question I'm going to ask um which is even completely unrelated to this before we circle back around. This doesn't seem like the right property that they should have married to AR. <coughs> Why didn't they do Digimon? Dude, they didn't do Digimon because it's the same fucking thing as Pokemon. Yeah, it's, but that's not the point. It's well, not, though. It, Our it, generation it the differentiates the two. They do. All, ga- the, all, all anime Digimon gamers differentiate Digimon is not even close to as big as fucking harry potter is i will argue that harry potter is arguably inarguably rather so much bigger than digimon which is so located to japanese individuals and japanese society whereas pokemon is global the same way harry potter is global that it's it makes sense why wouldn't you pick harry potter i would also argue that harry potter is a good marriage in the sense that the whole point of the harry potter wizarding world is that you're supposed to prevent muggles from seeing it. Having an AR screen is essentially you putting the veil of magic over the world, allowing you to see into the magical realm. And that's the premise they're trying to get, which they did not hit. And I, I need to answer one that. question for you. And this is a central question of every single Harry Potter piece of gaming that could ever come out. And it's a central tenet of, of the issue at, the, at hand here. Do people want a story other than what happened in Harry Potter? I think the answer is no. I don't think they want to create your own character and go, what's the storyline? Why am I in this world? Everything in the world was related to the story occurring in that world. And so people's love, in my opinion, I could be thoroughly off base, is attached to the exact characters in that world. Give me an incredible one to seven sort of series game and people would buy that shit and play that shit, but they wouldn't do it on mobile. They'd do a console version, but like, if you gave me a single player version of a game where you build your own character and you were like, in this case, there's no Hermione, Ron, but they got to stick them in at some point because this shit ain't working without them. And so, oh, what do you know? Ron's pops up in his face and it's not, but they're not the main people who are carrying you through the mission. It feels off. I don't know. I understand where you're coming from. I would argue... I, I do understand the whole world. The whole world that we saw were through those eyes, those three characters' eyes: Hermione, Ron, and just Harry. Yes, of course. Well, I mean, of course, there's so many other people, but you're tied to that wizarding world because of them, and it makes sense from just a business standpoint. To if you're trying to get interested in the world itself, to relate it back to those characters. However, I would also say that. The reason why you fell in love with those characters is because they showed you something that was so unlike our own realm. They were relatable, yet you you had our world, and then you had this other pseudo world, the shadow world, right? This this mirror where holy fuck, maybe there are unicorns, maybe there are centaurs, maybe there is this magic that can hide all you know sight from muggles and all that shit. And that's what they're trying to tap into. So I don't think it necessarily needs to work with those characters. I think people do want to experience the Wizarding World. I also just agree that this AR fell flat in that sense. Uh, well, see, is... they do want to experience the Wizarding World, but like we've both been to the, the Harry Potter world, right? Mm-hmm. I felt vastly different when I was in there and like they'll give you a wand versus when you're playing the game. 
You know, it just there's a disconnect. Honestly, maybe I just need to play it more because I'm like, you know, part of me wants to enjoy it. And I think that's what's sort of stretching it. But like, you know, you're used to it. I think it's the same mechanics. For me, it's the same mechanics. The wand waving, the getting compatibles. I'm, just, I'm talking about like Pokemon you know Go, like, right? Like the, the, the function of Pokemon Go was always to just collect Pokemon and then eventually battle. And the way they structured it, the collection was its own form of everything. Then they added the battling. Then the, So they built upon what they were offering, right? Sure. And so, you know, they're, they have the benefit of the doubt that they've been able to formulate some things in Pokemon Go that worked to sort of move it forward. But I'd argue it, it was always natural progressions. I still can't really fathom which way this could really tie in because they don't make you get sorted. They don't make you... They, you, choose, you choose basically your own custom character and then mm-hmm. you sort of exist in a world that doesn't have a point. There's no reason to really be doing any of this, whereas Pokemon, the inherent purpose was just, yo, go catch some shit. And in this, in Harry Potter, it was always defeat, (laughs) which is why they're trying to do, like, the, the you know... They're doing the overarching multi-year storyline, and that's what they're going to But see, that reminds me of what The Matrix tried to do with their video games, where they tried to introduce narrative arcs into video games, and it's like... You you would be surprised that maybe not everyone's paying attention to that little bubble that popped up explaining what a confoundable is. And right. you would be surprised that everyone might know what the mechanics of the game are, but they don't know shit about what they're playing. Because <laughs> there's no background explanation required like there is with Pokemon, which is, what's the point of this? That's Pokemon, man. What do you mean you don't know Pokemon? I, if it's Harry Potter, it's like, I yo, see, I'm playing Harry Potter to go. And it's like, oh, what are you doing that? You see that so, sort of pause and question? Maybe <clears throat> you need a bigger or more fleshed out world and a more specific role. Because if we're talking yes. about RPGs, right? When we right play there. this, this game is like an RPG. At least it plays like an RPG, especially since you can customize so much. They give you much more of an option compared to Pokemon Go. Because you need to have an RPG character because you create one, you expect a more fleshed out world to show you why you're in there. But because it's so open-ended, I agree with you. You feel lost. You almost feel lost and like you're just doing shit to do shit. You don't know why you're doing it. Just like Pokemon Go, and I would argue just like one of the stories we covered earlier, just like Sea of Thieves, Niantic knows that this is going to be a long-term project. They understand that. And they're banking on the fact that you love Harry Potter enough to start playing And that when they release new updates and they say, hey, guess what? We're going to have raids now or we're going to have a new dark wizard emerge and we all have to fight him together. That is going to get people back. And that is personally what I'm excited for, where right now I'm leveling up so that I can fight in battles. I think that's the biggest thing. If you play more, if you get into the fortresses as they are and battle, I haven't ever fought in a fortress with other people. Like I haven't played when you battle a gym, right? In Pokemon Go, I never played with anybody else. I just battled a gym by myself and just tried to defeat somebody. I never got into the stage where raiding was, so this is new and exciting to me personally. Whereas for you who understand the mechanics, we're going into they're familiar. So why are you doing them? You need more of a reason. Whereas with Pokemon Go, well, you just I, I mean Pokemon the reason for me man. is 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 Harry Potter IP. And the question is, do they really think there's a large enough Harry Potter? Uh, you know, IP oriented group that can just be drawn in 
sustain it? Yeah, abs- I absolutely think they can. Oh, I, I understand, agree. But the question was that, like, that was a staying power question of, you know, the quick association with, like, Jam City. They may, might have gotten, you know, a quick run at it up front. I haven't actually looked at their back end. I'm sure they're killing it because people are the worst. But, uh, you know, in terms of what a draw for a Harry Potter game could be, even the movies are sort of downsliding in terms of their value. And, you know, it, it, it will come down to what they're trying to do with the world in the lore because that is what draws people in. And if they can't figure out a way to tie it in more, like you're saying, like if they updated it, every time they update this game, regardless for how long I have now played it, I'm going to update it and check it out. Because right. it's Harry Potter, yeah. and it might hit on that moment where I'm like, finally. This is and cool. I like this idea, right? Exactly. And so to be part of it early and to understand that and get the sort of ground movement, it is analogous to Pokemon Go, but I'm sure they realized it wasn't the same either. And I'm sure they had a bunch of different models of it, and they were like, all right, let's try this out, and let's get our feedback, and then let's see of these three other ideas that we wanted to implement initially – but weren't sure how people would interact with the game that we can implement now. That could be, you know, theoretical, yeah. but that's how I, I feel I, like I they're sitting on it. I would almost argue that, like, what you're saying in, in the same vein, that this is a soft opening. And I say this because if you look at the numbers, which we didn't even get into, which is just kind of funny, but if you look at the numbers, Pokemon Go obviously is the world's biggest franchise, made the fuck ton of money in the first 24 hours, was number one on charts on both Android and iOS, and made, like, $28 million, like, in the first month. Something insane. Four days. Oh, are in four days. Okay. So, holy fuck. Four days. Jesus Christ. 207 mil in the first month. So, so Harry Potter made 1.7 mil in the same time period, and it's projected to make 10 mil, but it wasn't out in, or is not out in the UK, in uh, New Zealand and Australia, okay. which is not going that to make really sure difference. But like, I was going to say, I guess it's not this is a now. soft opening to me. And I say it's a soft opening because Pokemon Go, we knew about. Nintendo pushed the fuck out of this shit. Um, every, there was commercials everywhere. Like you I don't knew remember that Pokemon, Pokemon Go was coming Go out. having commercials. Well, see, that's the thing. You don't remember it because you've been playing for two years. But like, was it two years ago right now? Right now? Like they had publicity and then it was front page on iOS and stuff like that. Harry Potter, to me, did not have a lot of publicity. We covered it, yes, but that's because we follow the gaming industry closely. Other people were not covering it the same way I think Pokemon Go was. Even if you just follow Nintendo in general, there was Nintendo Directs back in the day or Nintendo commercials about Pokemon Go and how there was going to be a partnership. This is different to me. It's different in that I feel like it's a soft opening because I didn't even know it was out until you told me, and then I opened up the iOS store and sure, it's front page, but like... That, that's it. You know what I'm saying? I do believe that there are going to be iterations in the future. They're going to build on this. Like you said, they're going to have those hooks that bring you in from the lessons learned, and it's going to be better. Right now, it's a light version of what it could be. I'm still enjoying it, but I, I do think that like this could be a very, very big game, especially if you incorporate things like Quidditch or we can teleport. And when I say teleport, apparate. If you're a fan of the actual lore, if we operate to other locations with other people and join random dungeons and like do whatever you want, they have different capabilities in this game than they do in Pokemon Go, where Pokemon Go, you can't really go too fast with the Pokemon if you're flying on its back. But in Harry Potter lore, in the Wizarding World, you can literally operate to wherever the fuck you want. If they introduce that, that'd be fucking dope. 
Yeah, exactly. And 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 I'm sure they're going to f- One thing I, I would like to see less of is all of those animations. I I turned off all of my shit. I turned off AR, I turned off the well, I turned on battery saving, I turned off the music, I turned off the sound effects. I made it so that I have the simple streamlined version. I walk my distances. Oh, Oh man, I was gonna say gameplay mechanics wise, one of the fun things that I love, portkeys are fucking awesome because you can interact and go into another realm world and you have AR and you have to look around. Same thing with making potions. If you haven't made potions yet, they have this cool feature where you can speed up the creation of your potion by d- utilizing different taps on your screen. Like the potion needs to be manipulated in a certain way to make it go faster. There's just a lot of cool things like that. Little subtle details that you haven't seen in Pokemon Go, or at least I haven't seen Pokemon Go, that I fucking love. I really do like the game. I really do. But I don't know how long I will like it until the next update comes out. I agree. I am curious to see where they sort of, um, I don't know, head over to with this. I'm sure... I'm sure sure there'll be, you know, uh, a, a lot of iterations coming down the line. I'm sure... The same way that, you know, they can do PvP, they should eventually introduce Quidditch, and I'm sure they'll do that as that multi-year arc unveils, and that will keep unlocking new versions of uh, uh, worlds that they think they can, you know, sort of deploy. I think this is something where they should have real-world elements attached to it, like they had, like, if you did a... Yo, we are doing the Harry Potter Wizards Unite fucking Community Day out here in Long Island because... Actually, that's a fucking great idea you'd be like right if you want to play let's roll around huntington village yeah, right, and it, let's just right fucking... it. we have we have hector state park we got the fall festival coming up i'm gonna cut this out of the episode but <laughs> anyway that is all we have for you folks i have nothing else to add other than harry potter was amazing and before we go we're going to put ourselves on the spot because we've already ran over lilo favorite book favorite movie uh, favorite book is the Tri Wizard Cup for sure. So the fourth book in the series, Tri Wizard Cup, Tri Wizard Tournament, but you know, Tri Wizard Cup. That was the first one I read. After the, I read all three in a row, fourth one I got to and I had to wait for it. And I read it at my pool, my local pool, and I read it in two days, and it was fucking insane. That was sweet. And then favorite movie, it's got to be the finale. It wasn't my favorite movie objectively. Like the first one is insane because we were like twelve or thirteen yeah, when it came out. Same age, but like yeah, exactly. We're the same age as the characters, which is crazy. But the last movie, like you and I, we saw that opening night, and like we saw the last three together. Yeah, no, we saw a fuck ton of movies and all the book nights together. But like my point is, the the catharsis, the the closure you got from watching the series end was huge to me. It was huge. Seven movie ending was awful because by nature of blowing up Voldemort into a billion pieces like that they completely took away from the central tenet of the entire book which was he was just a fucking dude and he was supposed yeah. to die like a regular dude so congratulations whoever directed that you, you failed at your only job you have one also, job also not getting Harry his fucking wand back was so easy to do and so dumb you could have demonstrated the power of the fucking elder wand but you didn't and instead he snaps it and throws it off a bridge like you could have healed your own wand and then snapped it and thrown it off the bridge. That would have been cool. It would have been closure for us. But instead, you don't get a new wand. Fuck that. So, Fuck that sorry, shit. movie guy, because forever is numero trace. Prisoner of Azkaban, 
Okay, and what was your favorite movie though? That's the movie. That's my oh, favorite movie. Oh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. Both Azkaban. Book and movie? Oh, shit. No, no, no. Favorite book is, because uh, I was just going oh. off the fact that we were going movie, I was just reversing trend on us. Uh, so I'll say Azkaban, because that had the best director. Uh, okay. You know who the director was? I, I know I know who he looks like, or what rather, I know what he looks like. I don't know who he is. You know who he is. If you guys, does anyone know who the actor is uh, for, I can't even bother. And favorite book <laughs> is Perfect. fifth one. It's the Order of the Phoenix. I yeah, knew it. Order of the Phoenix. I, you told me that. There is a great article that is on Medium, the uh, article network, and it is one of the most popular uh, articles in the Harry Potter section titled, A Definitively Subjective Ranking of the Harry Potter Books. I suggest you te- check it out, and I suggest you check out what the author's name is while you're there, <laughs> and uh, enjoy yourselves. Anyway, that's all we got. Yo, it's been a while. We ran long. We had so much to talk about. We were happy and excited to be back. Be sure to tune in and be sure to check out peopleatgames.com for updates on all of our events or check our social media and uh, check the Reddit and uh, just check everything. Be sure to follow us. We'll see you. We'll see you all summer long, baby. We'll stay in here.